Get good. I'm raw. High five. Attack left lane. No. Come and get some. Attack the gold fury. America. Group up. Oh yeah, fresh from the Rockies. Oh, you're fuzzy woozy. Let's not hurt them too bad. Let's make them scream. USA. 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 Split push. Howdy, folks. Dirtnap's Dad here, coming at you today from Split Push, a Smite podcast from the console perspective. Along with me here today are family and friends. First up on that list, Dirtnap Dan. Hey, what's happening, everybody? And we got my buddy Yuki. What's going on? And last not but not least, this week, Beagle Girl. What's up, everybody? Our buddy Dicey. Cricket. Oh. Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no no more crickets this week. But hey, our buddy Dicey, he couldn't make it this week after some technical difficulties uh that set us back a day. But he he still might pop in. We'll see. Anyway, folks, how's everything been going for you guys lately? Been pretty hot this week. The salts have been fun. Definitely, you know, it seems like noticing that fifty fifty split between back and forth just winning and losing. Solid <laughs> games. Speaking I mean, of fifty-fifty, I happened to look at my Smite Guru earlier today, and I'm like literally one game under five hundred. Like, ooh. where is it at? I have it in here. I was just like, oh my goodness, that that's crazy. I'm like, uh, but how? Oh yeah, here it is. Eleven hundred and sixty-three wins to eleven hundred and sixty-four losses. <laughs> nice. You gotta be careful. Gotta walk that line. Something like that. I have my good games and my bad games. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We we all we yeah, everybody takes takes their turn feeding that uh, smite's good for that. It has a lot of it's too dynamic not to have your turn as a feeder no matter how good you are. <laughs> but speaking of, of how good you are, Dan, we forgot a game last week. Something that we both thought was was really cool with uh your VGS conversation with that one random that we were playing with. <laughs> do you do you remember that game now? Uh, yeah. Actually, I don't remember who I was playing. That would have been. Yeah, that would have been more better. But yeah, still the story but, uh, stands. Uh, it was last week, so yeah, I don't quite remember. But I remember we were pushing pushing their tier one tower, and she's yelling, "Retreat! Retreat! Retreat!" And I get a triple kill, and then I hear. Cancel that. Attack, attack, attack. <laughs> and yeah, that we all we all thought that was just really funny. Yeah, it's you know, it's not often in, you know that you get a a good little one like that cuz it was like with each retreat it was just like a kill, a kill, a kill. It was like the retreats almost lined up with the kills and then it was like no, just cancel that. Attack, attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also had a rare Hachiman win that week that I forgot to mention. I'm not very good with him, apparently. Yeah. I struggle with his alt still. I don't know what it is about that. I get up on that horse and I'm just like, I feel like I'm lost yeah. most of the time. Need to play more God forbid I touch a wall and then it's just like, ah. Oh. He could use a turning radius increase like they did with Kuzumbo to make it tighter. But, I mean, a lot of it's just kind of, I mean... 
if you've played racing games, you kind of get used to it. It's weird because I'm good with Guan Yu's horse, but Hachiman's I'm like lost on. It's because yeah, it's because of the look. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. It just has such a different feel to it, but I don't know. I got uh, my work's cut out for me with him. Still, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, you you think that's funny, Beagle? How how have your games been? Ooh. My games have been. I mean, besides like all the lag problems, they've been great. Like just today. Like, two hours ago, we were playing, me, Dan, EMS, and Yuki, and we were playing Assault, and I traded Neath for Athena with EMS, which I was like, alright, I think I got this. And did I have it alright? I went 5, 2, and 9 with top everything except damage. And that Dan had top damage. That Sobek <laughs> plucked you so many times, too. Yeah, I kept getting plucked by Sobek, but I only died of it twice. Both times <laughs> were because he plucked me. But I just kept getting kills, and I was, like, so confused. I'm like, I'm Athena, I usually get, like, one or two kills, but here I am with five, kill after kill after kill. Didn't they? I told you. Didn't they I surrender that she, game, or did we defeat the Titan? She could be a powerhouse. They surrendered. It's that range, it's that, you underestimate the, the ranged auto. Because it goes through everything. Like, you you could be thrown it at the Sobek and hit the the Huyi running away behind him kind of situation. Yeah. It, she leaves a lot of surprise kills. In all honesty, you shouldn't have been the one getting plucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's... I, I've used that to advantage, you know, like, hey, you know, we're, we were against the Sobek the other night. And it was just like, all right, you go get plucked, Dan. You set yourself up to get plucked. I forgot who you were playing. But uh, I was like, yeah, you need to go back. So you just let him pluck you because he was just plucking whoever was up front. And we just started setting it up so that he'd pluck Dan. Dan would go back and be like, all right, thank you. I'm where I need to be now. And then we would attack with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She was doing a good job. But when she got plucked, following up with that taunt afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it definitely set up a couple of kills and some hot plays. Yeah. Yeah. So tip uh, of the day there, you know, I think Sobek's pluck is. In, like especially in assault in that format, it is not always the best to initiate with. That is a much better peel in yeah. that game mode, you know. Because when you throw somebody from the front line back as an initiation, you're literally just throwing them to your squishies, and that can be very dangerous for them. Yeah, the coordination yeah. level is important with that. If the rest of your team sees it coming or is paying attention and can follow up on it, it works out very well. And wait, I'm not done. And I would also, and like the game before that, I played Hercules and I went 9, 4, and 12. And all I got to say is I love Hercules. (laughs) You were on point. That was really fun. But then, yeah, somehow we ended up losing that game. But whatever. That happens. Dude, you can go go 0 and 12 or 24 and 2 and still lose. Yeah. Beagle, that reminds me of a game we played the other day here. Oh, I forget which team it was we were up against, but we went into it and we're like, oh, yeah, here it is. It was a Zeus, Giannis, Sobek, Kernanos, and Changa, and they were kicking our ass in the beginning of the game, just wiping up the carpet with us. At one point, Dan's like, Dad, are you muted? And I'm just like, nope. I just have nothing good to say right now. 
I'm keeping it to myself. And, you know, we're playing it. It was like five minutes in. I'm despondent as all get out. I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm just trying to learn what I can in the, in these 10 minutes that we have. You know, try and try try to learn. I was playing Scotty. I, I struggle with Scotty still. I can have some moments, but I still struggle with her a lot. And I'm just like, I just don't care. I'm just trying to learn here. And next thing you know, you know, we're like 15 minutes into the game and we're winning. And we actually managed to pull out a win in that. I have no idea what happened. They just, we talked about that for some time after the fact, because they, they were wiping the floor with us. They were still able to wipe the floor with us, but I'm just assuming we, we, the only thing we could come up with was the group fights. Yeah, I remember that game. They, uh, they and had four, actually looking at it, four of them were in a party. It was only one solo. So, I mean, it shouldn't have been too bad as far as communications for them. I mean, no. having one not in a the group. They, they struggled. I noticed a lot in that match when I, I, I thought about it later that night after I'd gotten off that they had the CC, they had the damage, and the damage was definitely there. Uh, the problem was, is anytime we lost the team fight, because it was back and forth, even though they, they, they'd get us in the peel because they had more mobility. But in the team fights, they weren't chaining the CC well. So you'd get hit with multiple CCs at once, which reduces the effectiveness and allowed us to eventually catch up and counter them. Because we, we only won that because we they hit level cap and we started to catch up. Mm-hmm. And, and they had that one really sloppy team fight where I think I just like suicide dived somebody and distracted two of them. And that pulled their damage off just long enough but that was that was just if if they had oh. had the team fight a little better they they absolutely would have won there was no no way they wouldn't have i remember i remember actually i had i i had the moment you'll you'll remember this moment where we won that match where we won that last team fight was where i actually successfully got Calder on the target that I wanted and used my alt to smash them all against the wall right at the edge of the Phoenix ring. Yep. And we were just like, and it was just like, oh, there they all are. And we just unloaded on them and took them out. It was just like, yes, like I finally got that stupid dog to go to the stupid direction I wanted it to go and had still enough health to get my stupid alt around it and actually Hit the people I wanted to hit with. I was yeah. very thankful uh, for that one because yeah. it was just like that was a perfect shot right there. Yeah, we were definitely surprised. I know I was surprised. You could you could tell if you had been on in comms on that <laughs> match. We were all so quiet. You could tell we were fresh. We were doing everything we could just to just to stay you know at a fair playing field with them. And that yeah. that last team fight. And Honestly, we just it was like through. it was like uh, in assault. Sorry to derail this whole games of the week, but in assault, there are times where you're losing, but you still get tower push on because you know at some point the other team wants to die and go buy stuff, and sometimes you know you can take advantage of that, and that's all we had done. We had just taken advantage of the times they wanted to die, and it was just that one team fight. You know, it just lasted just long enough, and we were just we were also relaxed because nobody cared about the game because we all gave up on it at five minutes we just relaxed into it and let it ride yep good you know i was actually playing um i snuck in a joust the other day i know i used the j word um 
I, I, I miss season four joust mages being super strong right now makes it a lot less fun for me, but I, I think the good, the game mode's in a good place, but I was playing this joust. I ended up with, with a uh, Thoth and you know, Thoth and, and joust is, even though he's not considered one of the top tier, if you're just patient and good about your positioning, that free pen and his extra range is really good in the joust match. There's not many places you can't, you can't poke him out or ult through just cure a kill or, or, you know, help that when they engage to kind of push them off. I mean, I did okay. They're, they had a Vulcan just kind of lit me up. I, I couldn't, that, that turret is so strong in Joust, but it stuck out to me because I ended up with a triple kill on this loss. And it was, who was I playing? I was playing a Vulcan an Artemis and an Odin. Oh. And with that team, yeah, with that team comp, their early, their early game in Joust is really strong. And I just, I, I tried, they got me a couple times. I got ringed twice. I got piggied once. I, I, I was at like two and six at one point. And I just started playing back, playing really safe, let them take the tower. I got a kill or two. I got one kill when they went for a bulking. Uh, and we just kind of, just kind of played back and, and we had to play defensively into them because they were, they were ahead and they had a more aggressive team. But uh, we had an Athena in, one of the other randoms was a Hachiman. So I knew if we got on the line, we'd win, th- we'd win through the Athena because the Athena was playing very well and the Hachiman was playing pretty good. And I just got this lucky triple kill right at the moment. I was hoping, hoping that the respawn timer would work out with them because I managed to kill them. They had the Titan at like half health. I ended up going like dead even. I was like, I was like nine, nine in X. But just they the hunter Artemis came up. She she just ran down the lane, knocked out the Phoenix again, and got the Titan. But the the plays at one point, I started the fight off with an ult, uh, and pretty much killed the Artemis. The Odin took like thirty percent health, and the Vulcan was uh, half health because he meted or Sands of Timed or something, or Bracer of Undoing. Sorry. Wrong game. And I got the stun on the Vulcan because I was concerned about his turret and his presence just with the knockup and the displacement he has. Uh, stunned him, took him out, and then autoed down, or uh, wound out the Artemis. And me and the Odin kind of danced around. He caged me. Uh, I got phantomed by the Athena, then the Athena died. And I just kept leading him back, just trying to juke and stay alive by time. He ended up catching me with a with a bird bomb that yeah. that did me in. But it but like the entire fight, that entire last fight was so intense. You know, you have those moments where you like you feel it was the camping, zone. Huh? You you could it's like it you can you know everyone's had those moments where the fight's going in slow motion <laughs> and it feels like an hour later that it's over, but it was like five seconds of just you everybody moving precisely and, and playing very well. But, you know, couldn't pull out the win. Assaults, again, like I was saying earlier, 50-50. Some crazy plays. We had a triple warrior stack with Amaterasu, Bologna, and Herc. And just, I mean, I'd say bullying. We were taking a lot of damage. But I was using that Amy ult just to, just to knock out the, the, the squishies in the back row. Just stun them out of the fight and buy everyone else a little more time to work their way through. Yeah. 
And we ended up eking out a win. It was not a pretty win. I'm not even sure we were ahead in kills. I think we just happened to get a good set of stuns and pick the right targets. And then we had that game, Dan, with the Raws, where we had two Raws that were both probably uh, Smurfs. And their raw, their Raws, zero fantasy points, no ranks, no frame. Like, you know, you see this guy and just, what, he went like 18-3 and three on us. Mm. Just curbed us. It was... <laughs> I I've never I've never seen a raw play so well. I'm just like, props to that dude. I couldn't get away from. I had a raw off this week too in assault, and when we were loading in, we're both diamonds. I'm looking at our stats. Like I'm a I have one win more than him, but his kill and assist ratio is a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Well, not a lot better, but it was better. It is a lot better. And um, we got into the match. And you know how it is sometimes. I don't always go pick on my mirror, but he came and picked on me like right away. I'm like, okay, it's a raw off. I gotcha. And now I'll tell you what, we both had a really good game, but in the end, I w- it basically ended up, we both played our stats. I was a more supporty raw. He was a more offensive raw. And yeah, you know, he, he, he got a lot of kills. I ended up with quite a few. I had some really nice alts. I love raw all. It is just so great. We'll get we'll get more onto that a little later, but anyway, that that, that was a fun game. That what like, about you, Dan? Sounds like foreshadowing. I I've had some pretty good games recently. One of which I wanted to talk about specifically was uh my Cerberus game recently. Uh that was actually the last game I played before I uh came up to set up for recording here and uh i went 11 3 and 10 in 12 minutes dude i don't know what happened that game they could not they couldn't hurt you it was but i was watching the health bars go away and you forget that guardians have so much base damage yeah uh so all i had was heartward specialists and cooldown boots 55 power yep Uh, that's, that's all I apparently needed. I had blank meds and those three items, and I went 11, 3, and 10 against Kronos, Hui, Freya, Ravon, and Alquong. The Alquong was such a joke. I mean, <laughs> he had two stars or one star no, or something. One. He had one. And he literally would just blink into all five of us and try to kill somebody. I, I think he was really calm. I think he, he, I'm not sure if he was necessarily playing really bad, because later in the game, you can't judge that. We were definitely ahead of them. Yeah. But I feel like early, he was very confident. And we punished... Yeah, and and we definitely punished him for it. Well... And and just put him way behind. And then we just kind of of farmed him at at that point. There are gods like that, and I would say Alquong is one of them that he is best played with confidence. Learning that confidence and how to play with it is another thing. Even if you have one star on I mean, I almost have one star on Ra. I still play like shit sometimes. Yeah. You know, and also mental note, sometimes we're not always sober or <laughs> caring about what we're doing. Or maybe we have friends over and we're just showing them and we're just kind of dicking off. Are you, you, know, are not, you accusing not, me of being sober? What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you, sir? So but Dan, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> cut you off. Go ahead. Shut up, Dad. Damn it. Yeah, Dan. Okay. 
Anyway, I was going to talk, talk about how amazing oh, I am as hell. Oh, hell yeah. You remember that game? Yeah, okay. So we, uh... <laughs> I was watching that one. That was a fun one to watch. Yeah, me and Ashley and... <laughs> Why is this name blanked out? Who was that? Me. Yuki. Okay. <laughs> For so some you reason. Were the, you were the Shibalake. Okay. Yes. I was, Ooh, I was not participating because of the the bug that's going around, well, at least with Assault, where you hit accept and you never load in, everybody gets assigned to God, and then it kicks you out and you get a half hour ban, which I think we've all experienced now. Yep. All? Mm. Not I. Not you yet, Yuki. Nope. Yuki has escaped it, but the rest of us have. My time will come. Yeah. So anyway, I'm playing this game as hell. Obviously, uh, we're playing Assault, so I was pretty happy to get hell. I started out with Chrono's Pendant, pretty standard. Um, and then I went Boots into Specialist Blessing, Lotus Crown, and then I had a T2 Rod of Healing at the end. I only went 4, 5, and 16, but just the sheer amount of healing I did in that fight, in that game, I'm sorry, was was just honestly ridiculous. My healing was 29,000 in, does it say the time? Somewhere. Um, yeah. I'm glad that you... Normal assault, the time, and then it goes over, I'll say like 20M, victory, plus whatever, ELO, minus whatever, ELO, Says and view. 18M. Oh, 18 minutes. Yeah. So 29,000 healing in 18 minutes. That's yeah. And I was Zeus and... that game, and Dan was a healer, so that was just perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that... we... <laughs> I thought <laughs> I was going to die a billion were... times, yet I went 9, 1, and 11. Yeah, Be <laughs> you should have heard Beagle whimpering before the game. Because I don't know, I didn't get the... I didn't... Because, shut up, Dad. And then she gets in the game and says, I am Zeus! Feel my power! So every other she time I played him, I'd done so bad because I never knew how he worked. But then they explained how he works, and now I understand, and because I'm... I don't know. I, I just, you had a good game. It yeah, was a good was one. Good. That was a high five. Yeah. That was the game we learned that Baron Zombie's healing is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even like he was in that game. That game himself. Yeah, the enemy and they team had a, they had an actual healer, because I guess he doesn't count. Yeah, he does not. Yes. Yeah. And he healed. How, what was that? He did 13,000. Yeah, he healed half as much match. as the Afro. Yeah, and she had 26, 27. That's nuts. That's nuts. That's an insane amount of healing. And again, I understand that in Assault, Baron Somnity, the way his pass, or the way that, it, that his heal works, is it makes it a lot easier because everyone's tightly grouped. But just to see the uh, the numbers he can get off, and playing a lot of Assault plus other game modes, you kind of get an idea of how that translates into like a conquest where people are spread out, the team fights are left off less often. But you, you kind of get an idea of how that translates over. That's a lot of healing in that ability. Yeah, Hyra's uh, Ajax has already stated that nerfs are incoming. It's obvious that he came out a little too strong. Yeah, that's all and good. I'll tell you what, just real quick one off. I watched, I think DM Brandon's stream was one the other night, and I was watching him play, and he literally just, everybody he came across, he was jungling with them, and everybody he came across, he one-kitted. Everybody. Yeah. Didn't matter who it was. If if he came on them one-on-one, kitted. Dead. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
I'm like, yeah, a little yeah. too strong. Definitely. They'll, they'll get him balanced. He'll be pretty fun. He's got. I a think, really, yeah, he's got a really it's neat just, kit. Yeah, I don't want to get into you know, the details on that. But so anyway, yeah. to actually yeah. talk about my Helga, <laughs> uh, I just felt like super strong the whole time. I was in the fight using my two and my dark stats. Throw on my one. I usually wouldn't get close enough to use the three too often unless it was just one guy in the very front just because I didn't want to put myself too far out there. And uh, they had a they had a Ching Chen. And uh, he got to the point where he was so angry about me cleansing his ult that he would try to use it. And it, I cleansed it every single time after the first time that he used it. So he would just turn and look directly at me, jump, and then global emote and just stand there for like a minute. And just look at me like he hated the existence of my being because every single Ching channel I cleansed it. Yeah, I've I've been there with, with Zing and, and Hell and that sucks. It really does. It's so hard to hit with his alt. It's so slow to wind up and get going. And, just, just... and then along comes Hell. There they all go. Yeah, and I mean, she can do it any time during his ult until the throw starts, so. Yeah. It's a joke. Hmm. Well, anyway, what else you got going on this week? Anything good? I just want to point out, you can actually do it during the throw, but good luck getting the, the positioning right. You can actually drop them from where they are. Yeah, huh. true. But That's interesting, actually. Yeah, smite that. That could save them. Damn. Oh. Huh. We hear all this. I thought you were going on to another game here. I didn't say I was, but I, oh, I can yeah. if you want me to. Well, hit one up. I, I, I can you hit one up, one. and then I'll hit up a couple, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Um. Hmm. Nope. Dan's out of ideas. I got a lot of losses here, boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's the last two days have been actually, rough. Yeah, I actually plan um, on talking about a loss. <laughs> well, all my losses are literally like. One and five, three and three, four or five. Like they're just bad. They're not one and five. They're just not good. Three ten. Ew. Oh, come on, Dan. What are you doing? Hold on. Who are we fight? Oh, I see what I was doing. Never mind. That game looks fun from a outside perspective. The enemy team was Artemis, Soul, Ares, Kumba, and Cupid. No wonder I had ten deaths. <laughs> Yeah, that that's assault. Sometimes you get those combos where it's like, oh, this this could be fun. Mm, yeah. So, I had a couple games this week that I want to throw out there here before we get moving on. And the first here is Dirtnap's dad finally finally starting to click with Giannis here a little bit. And uh, I was playing some solo queue here and went in and uh, let's see, it was about. Oh, I don't know. A couple days ago. Where was it? It was two, 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 three days ago. So it was a 26 minute game of assault. And in this game, I start off. I'm like, all right, I know these combos. It's just a matter of figuring out the timing. That's what I'm working on. So I'm out. I'm trying to hit these combos and I'm trying to be very mindful because they got some people that I could really combo here with a Guan Yu, you know, getting them out of his, his, his three. You know, same with Bacchus, you know, getting him out of his burp. They had a K 
Kepri, and then what actually made life a little difficult is they also had the Morgan on their side, and then an Izanami. But it's hard to pin down. Holy crap! <laughs> yes, but it was like you know, I I can I can you know get get my drop in on a few of these guys, interrupt those abilities, and then get the timing down. You know, like I got this. I I can hit this combo, and I'm doing good. You know, in the beginning of the game, not great, but but good. And next thing I know, their Bacchus was turned loose on me. And I'm just like, oh lord. I'm watching him run right past everything in front of me. Didn't care that, you know, my team, we had a, a Bologna, a Kukulkan, a Terra, and a Nike, right? I should have had pretty good protection. He just blew past them. And I'm just like, oh lord. And, you know, he has so much burst damage that it's really hard to, uh, you know, just avoid that. And especially with how quick he can get up on you. Yeah, you know, I tried dropping through my portals. I tried, you know, timing it so I could hit him with the portal. But he was a squirrely guy, and and he was, he was able to get back and just drop me like a a used hat. And it was just like, it was so bad. I like I hopped on comms. I'm like, hey, like, can you guys hear me? Because this guy's got eyes for me now. I can't, every time I come out, he's immediately disengaging you guys and coming to kill me. So like, you know, but nobody was on comms. Nobody responded even with VGS. And I'm like, all right, well, it's just, just me and you, buddy. And, and I took it to him as best I could, but I'm going to have to give it up to him. They they beat me in the end. We lost. But in the end, I still, 26 minute game, still had like 45K in damage. So I'm pretty happy about that. You know, getting close to the 2K minute is always a, a good, means you had a good game, at least. And I felt just shy of it. But the other game I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to talk about this one last, because it's going to kind of lead into our conversation here a little bit today. I played a couple games with Scotty, and then rolled into an Artemis. And I'm like, don't anybody even try to trade with me. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping Artemis. I need to play a hunter that is not Scotty right now. And he wouldn't give me Artemis. No. I'm like, don't even try it, Beaver. Because I got, I got I a new skin you... for her, and I really wanted to use mm-hmm. it. Yep, I'm like, nope. I, I I gave her to you earlier once. I did. So don't act like you didn't get to use it at all. No, I thought that was before. But the second... Yeah, she it was... Got... Twice she, in the same day. She got the skin after that her Artemis game. Was it really? Yeah. No. Oh, maybe. Wait. She got out of like a free Enigma chest or something. I don't know what the time out. But anyway, I'm playing Artemis, and I, I go in, and, and a lot of times in assault, as a hunter, I start off a little slower. You know, I'm looking for that sustain. I'm looking to, you know, what do I need to do to harass the enemy team? So, for instance, in this match. The enemy team had an Ares. So one of the things I like to do as a hunter against an Ares is have Oboe in the beginning. Because a lot of Ares will buy Blink. And if I can get some lightning bouncing around back there, I might be able to interrupt some Blinks. And, you know, always the hope that that Blink gets interrupted and then you see him Alton back there with his group with no one attached. Heck, we've even seen that ourselves on our side this week. Stupid minion arrow into the thigh. That's enough to interrupt the blink. And oh, oopsie doopsie, it happens take, to the best of us. Take an arrow to the knee. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, in this game, I'm cruising along. So I buy Hunter's Blessing, I buy Oboe, and then I'm like, you know what? I need some lifesteal. And the way the gold worked out, I bought Aussie. And I'm like, all right, so I have a lot of attack speed right now, not a lot of power. So when I came back in, I did buy the Power Boots, uh, the Warrior Tabi, and then after that, that's when things got fun. I came back in and bought Kin Size and uh, Hidden Dagger. And when I came back out onto the field, it was like night and day. I had so much damage just flowing out of me that people were dropping like flies. It was like, I was just like, my eyes got wide. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, we're strolling down this lane, aren't we? This is game over. I'm sorry, guys. And we just marched right down to a victory. And why I wanted to bring this game up is because today we want to talk to you guys a little bit about just kind of like a general overview about the power curve in Smite and, you know, the ins and outs of how that works, whether it be with items or, uh, you know, a whole build or even a god per se and or a class of gods. But here is a good example of why in Assault, especially in particular, you don't want to give up until your hunter has a chance to build a few items and come online and get something like a Kins where, all right, now I'm dishing out a ton of damage really quick and just mowing down the enemy team. Sometimes you just got to play a little defensively, a little patiently and let that, you know, let that class come online so that you can, all right, now we can aggress forward. So what do you think about that, Yuki? Well, I'm going to preface this all with power curve depends on game mode because there's gold spooling and XP spooling differences mm -hmm. as well as the god themselves. This is going to be a very general overview because we could probably go on a three-hour diatribe about genuinely getting into power curve and how it works. So we're going to keep it general. It's idea-based, and it's it's more of a how to approach how you're playing your character, your god, as well as who you're playing against. I'm going to leave it mostly to mages and hunters, because they're the ones that typically suffer from power curve issues more than like an assassin or a guardian or warrior. So starting off with hunters, you have power versus attack speed. Um, and what you're really looking for is a balance versus cost. So no matter what the game mode you're playing, power curve very generally is how much you're spending versus how much power and with hunters attack speed you're gaining. And this is important because it keeps you relevant in the fight. And two of the biggest issues when it comes to power curve is not backing when you have the gold and playing or waiting for too expensive of an item. Now we can use on her as an example. He's a, he's an early game hunter. It's when he really shines with all hunters. When they get to the, uh, you know, end game full build, they sort of even out because you're looking more for auto attacks, but on her with the pillar with his obelisk in the sand, dealing additional damage through auto attacks when people are in it. His impale has a stun. He's got a leap with a knock up. He's got a lot of stuff in his kit. And so with him, you're looking for for more of an initial 
power versus attack speed. Whereas with an Artemis, who's absolutely a late game monster, she's looking for kind of an in-between. She's looking to play back, play safe, and wait for those moments, look for those moments to get a kill and to push, but also understanding you have no escape, your kit really doesn't come online early. So against an on her who's got early power, you're really looking to just play safe, avoid the damage, and just let the farming continue. And this is where the tiers of items come in. So you have Aussie's a good example. Uh, and I'm going to exclude stacking items here, like Transcendence or Soul Eater or Fuck My Life, the other lifesteal one that stacks. Devourer's Gauntlets. Because you the you get those online early because they give you a huge blow to stats as soon as you start stacking and as soon as you get them stacked. But you're looking you're looking for pen with any character. You're looking for attack speed on hunters and power. Aussie is a, considered a bridge item. It's got a low cost. It's got a little bit of everything, and it it's what you want to get online before you get your Deathbringer. All your luxury items. Uh, most of your luxury items are above twenty six hundred gold. So think Deathbringer. Malice, kin size, and what that does is you're just trying to keep the damage relevant with the enemy and how the game is going. Mages are, and this differs from mages, where mages are looking for power spikes. Most mage items give a lot of power, along with the other stats they provide, and because they're bursty, there's kind of an ebb and a flow to them. But you're, it's again, this is I'm, I know I'm rambling a little bit. It's kind of hard to describe without charts. Yeah, I don't think we need to go that far now. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. And uh, over here, so, if you look at subsection C. So I think the most general way, I think the easiest way to, to, to kind of wrap up what I'm trying to explain here is power curve is cost versus damage gained is the easiest way to look at it. And so don't be afraid of bridge items. Don't be afraid of cheaper items you're going to sell off later. And a lot of these cheaper items give decent stats, but they don't have the strongest passive. And a lot of times on late game items, you're looking for a really strong passive or a lot of extra damage. And and that's good late game. But early game, you're you're looking to keep ahead. You're looking for those little edges. You're looking for that 10 attack speed difference that gives you a, that gives you the advantage in trades where you can get a kill. And I think that's the best way to wrap it up as far as the general explanation. And I'm still rambling, because fuck, this is hard to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, when I look, when I, when we brought this subject up, we're like, all right, so we want to talk about power curve and, and everything, and, and and do we all know what we mean by that? And, you know, we had to have our, you know, the in, internal discussion first, and, you know, the, the basically the, that's why I went with that Artemis game there, just to kind of that. That's how I feel about you know using a good example of showing that power you know curve coming in where she starts slow and you know, but ramps up, and when she ramps up, you know she you know basically ramped way up and was just skyrocketing up to the top as being a late game god that she is. And you know when I look at that in assault, you know for this this match, you know the the good part of the example was is. You know, in the beginning of the game, I am playing safe. I am playing cautious. I'm just, you know, there's, there's an enemy Ares. I'm trying not to get altered. You know, that means I'm saving my alt for his and, and all this stuff. So I'm not 
you know, unloading, you know, aggressively onto the other team. That comes at a later time. So, you know, you got to understand that, that different gods peak at different times and, or just come online at different times. And, you know, so often, you know, people want to give up on a match earlier. You know, you get that, that early, you know, surrender vote in there. It's like, yeah, you know, man, hold on a minute. Like, I need to buy another item yet. Just, like, give me, give me that, that, that little bit of time to come on. We just got to play, play that little bit of safe and defensive and, you know, know your boundaries, you know, just, just edge your way out, feel it out, and then let your team come online, you know? I mean, there's so often, like, I think we talked about a game last week where, you know, Yuki and Beagle both got damage online the same time I got Pestilence online, and that game was just like night and day, and we were able to, you know, take that down to a victory, you know? So it's, yeah, definitely. you just got to understand the timing of it all and get a feel for it. See, I, again, I'm more that intuitive guy that feels the information. I don't like know those numbers and the stats. I'm not that stat guy, but you know, like, like for example, I can feel the game. I feel the numbers in it. Just like yesterday, I'm like, Hey guys, watch out for Poseidon's, you know, and as I'm saying, Kraken, I stop back up and I missed the Kraken that popped right in front of me. I'm like, yeah, see, told you it was coming. <laughs> And you can definitely feel the power curve. If you ever felt like you're just getting curved by somebody and you're like, what happened to this person's damage? Less than build, a lot of times that's definitely where they peak. Scylla is considered a late game god, although her middle game or her mid game is absolutely terrifying. That's that point where she's got that crush maxed and she's just dealing huge damage constantly. And, And the reason, even though we're having a hard time explaining this concept i think for us i know i'm trying to get the words out in a way that makes sense and isn't too ridiculous is that power curve is such a big part of the game and it's such an important thing you know if you're just playing to have fun you play to have fun you got the gods you're good on you know you kind of figure out how to play against other people but if you're looking at it at a more serious level or in from in my respect is i i really appreciate the number side of the game the small details is that understanding this power curve, and now we're up to, what, 97 gods? Was Baron Tommy 97? I don't remember. Yeah, I lost track. But, <laughs> but there's, so, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm getting there where I understand, I'm getting better at where each person's, each character is good at, is that it makes a difference. Like, we'll be, we'll be playing a game, and there will be a five man, we'll be in comms, and I'll be like, guys, just surrender and everyone's like no no no, we got this i'm like no 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 no, the Giannis guys and that Giannis is i'm like please and we'll be like no hold on and that Giannis will just carry the rest of the game because he got a, he got a little bit ahead he got killed he came went back and bought items and at that point on there's just nothing you can do about him he just deals so much damage and and understanding that really helps and there's times where i'm pleading and begging and just like we will not quit we will not surrender and we come back and we grind out a victory. It it all depends, you know, really understanding that team comp and understanding how the power curves of, of the classes work. For instance, assassins always hurt early game. Even ones that aren't really strong early game. Uh, Wheelix is an example of a very strong early god, whereas someone like a nemesis is better in the mid game. And Humbots is terrifying late game because he gets that crit passive going. But 
they're each class is specifically designed in the whole of the game to come online at a certain time and that's very important and then between each class different gods are built to go online at different times and that's really important to understand like if there's an Awelix on the enemy team and I'm playing conquest you best believe my happy ass is under that tower a lot because I know if she catches me early it's done I'm done. My lane is done. We're going to be struggling from that point forward. I know I always I always ward the close to home when there's no Willux on the other side because yep. I, I know she's trying to come in from behind me. Yep. I don't want to ward up by their tower. I'm warding back by mine first. That's the priority there. Ab- absolutely. And so that's what we're trying to get across. And that's all I really say about it. Uh, you can look up Duke Sloth's done a video on Power Curve. That's really good. You, there's, a lot, there's actually some really good information out there. I don't think we ever mentioned it. If you Google Word of Thoth, it's a breakdown for those of you who are nerd out over the numbers. It breaks down every minute detail of Smite in the numbers. It, the difference between pen, protection shred, percentage, how that all works in the math. And that, that gives you as far as the items and how the game works. I mean, we're talking even how much damage the minions do. And it really, and that's an important numbers thing. And there's, along with the word of Thoth, there's some other stuff that talks about the power curve in a much more detailed manner. I just want everyone to, really to everyone to consider it. To think about, you know, I'm playing, I'm playing uh, Artemis. And I have to understand and keep in mind that I'm a late game god. And I have to be patient. I have to play like it. But always look for those opportunities. You know, and just and playing to your characters and playing to their enemy. If they've got a really strong early team, just kind of hang out and farm and just just wait for it because it it will come. If you stay on level with the enemy team, the moment where the the difference occurs will be very very obvious. It'd be like night and day. What do you think, Dan? I think power curve is a really important thing to note. Not not as much overall for me, but something in game that I pay attention to like uh i won't fight a certain person at a certain level because they're way stronger than me at this level they have this much ability damage i have this much they're way better or uh i'll watch builds and see somebody build some a specific item like a soul reaver and i'll just be like well i'm staying away from them good luck yeah that's really important too hitting that uh on playstation the touch button the touchpad and whatever it is for the rest of you people out there, because I wouldn't know. Uh, keeping an eye on those builds. Anytime a person backs and gets back into combat, just popping that button and taking a look at their build real quick for that half a second. You can pay attention to what they're building. And I mean, it gives it away. If a hunter rushes an early kin size and I'm not building a lot of defense or it's not later in the game... I'm going to aggress because kin size passive is re- fairly weak early on. Or if I'm a mage and she's got kins, I have to worry about the attack speed advantage. But the kins passive is irrelevant and I'm trying to get my damage off on her at that point. But if I'm a tank, I'm going to be a little wary early game. And late game, I'm going to be nervous. Like I'm going to be like, look, if we go in on this this hunter, we got to commit because she's going to just nuke me. That is and another important aspect is... It- checking that build there's times where i just pull that window up just for that half second i don't i'm not like looking at anyone in particular i just look at it so i know that that information's in my head so i can you know pay attention to it 
I die, you know what? I'm back at base. I got, you know, 20 seconds on that timer. I'm looking at everybody's build. I'm thinking about my build. What can I do to counter this? And what's going on in the game that I need to adjust to? So one thing I wanted to bring up with Power Curve is the way Smite is a dynamic game and has all these various different types of power curves, that means that there is almost I was, I think I'm willing to say, it. I think I'm willing to say, it. I don't think there is ever, ever a time where you can 100% of the time do the same build and get away with it. So there's so many times I see people asking, hey, what's a good build for this? What's a good build? And, you know, that's an important question to ask. Don't, you know, I'm not degrading that question, but a good answer to that question is, well, here's some good core items. And in these two slots, what's going on in your game? You know, what what are they building defense-wise? Or are they building a ton of health? Does kins make sense? Or, well, I, go, I like to buy kins. I always murder people with kins because everybody buys health. You buy kins, you didn't look at the map. And nobody has a lot of health on their side. You know, I, there's times where I'm the tank and I'm looking at like, ah, you know, there's a kins and, 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 you know, or two over there. And I'm like, if I build any type of health, they're going to murder me. I I go for no health, high defense items then. And just a little bit of health. You know, I got, you still got to have a little, you know, kind of find a medium way that out. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you got to pay attention for those last couple slots to really adjust to what is going on in the game. That's, to me, is why I like Smite. I like games where I can't come into the game before the game even starts and say, this is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to build this, 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 and this. And this is how the game, I'm going to win the game. There, sure, you can do that, but it's not a 100% or even a, you know, 90% of the time that, you know, that you're going to be able to come in and do that. The game's too dynamic. If you're not flexible to it, if you're not playing the moment, you, you're going to end up falling behind and not be able to aggress to higher levels of play. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In those flex slots, uh, don't be afraid to, like, if if you have a Bastet jumping in on you and kicking your ass, don't be afraid to counter build her a little early. If, especially if you're a late game god, you can kind of put your damage off and play patiently, especially if your team's working well. And build, if someone's picking on you, don't be afraid to counter build them specifically with an item earlier than, than your last, like, one or two slots. It's more important that you're in there dealing your damage, playing your role, doing your job, than it is for, you know, you to be doing maximum damage, but never there. Yeah, because you don't deal damage if you're dead. Yep. What do you think, Beagle? You got any questions about this, how this works? I know you're, you know, on the younger side of things here and, and not as experienced in the game as us, but any questions about how this works? I mean, I mean no, not really. If whenever I need, whenever I don't really know what to build, I... It's always good to ask for help. You know, I've yeah. done that. She's she's got a point. It's like if you don't yeah, know I've, what to build, uh, it's better to ask cuz if you just build whatever just to build something, for all you know, you're building something that's not even going to help. So I've I've died a few times and like whipped up a quick text chat through the PlayStation Messenger with my team and go, "Anyone got a good idea?" Like and some people are going to be salty and mean about it, but you know, 
a lot of a lot of times people want to people want to win the game. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's competition. People want to win, and sometimes they've got something I didn't think about, and they make a good point, and I'm going to build it. It may not always work, but you know, you have a fifty fifty shot, and it's not better than just guessing in the dark sometimes. Yes, because or or dropping into pub chat, and I know that we we and especially me, I'm a bad solo cure. <laughs> I I have an innate dislike for people. That's why I started a podcast, and uh, <laughs> you're working on it, right, Yuki? You're working on it. Uh, Twitter's a thing, right? But it it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt even after a game. It doesn't hurt to ask a you know oh, a buddy jumped on and played smite. Hey man, I was playing into this. What what do you what would you have done? You know, it's 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 all about learning and getting better. And no game's going to be perfect. You're never necessarily going to outplay the enemy team and it's just it is what it is you you just try to get better and grind your way yeah, up. like i remember like when i first started playing i was always like once i turned off auto build actually i don't even know why it turned off and so like i never had items for like this, the, this long period of time <laughs> <laughs> but i still managed to somehow do okay i mean i never <laughs> that was funny it, it wasn't terribly long yeah it was we're like because the then, like, they're like, one day, like, used dude, to buying items at like, all. why don't yeah. you have items? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. I thought my auto buy was on. I'm still not, I still don't know what I'm doing yet. And then, basically, I just asked them, like, what should I build? What kinds of things should I build for what kinds of gods, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this a uh, split push podcast public service announcement. For all of you younger players out there. This is this is that uh that weaning moment. It's it's gonna hurt. Tur- just just turn off. If you don't know what to build, just turn off auto buy. You're gonna feed your brains out for a while. Turn off auto buy. Turn off auto skill leveling. Um, I can kind of see that one going either way for a little longer. But turning off auto buy and just learning to buy, learning to use the store, will serve you so much better sooner. Than leaving auto buy on till you're a little more comfortable with the game. It hurts. I remember. I I remember the game. I turned auto buy off. <laughs> I was playing. I I I'm a little shy. I was playing Damage Odin in Arena. I turned it off for the first time, and I was gone for like half the match in the menus. <laughs> but that was the starting point of when I really learned. Because when you have to buy. You look at the items and the stats and the cost a little more, and that mm-hmm. makes you think about what you're buying. And all of these little things will always add up to you being a better player. Definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. I think it is one of those rip the band-aid off moments. Mm-hmm. And then proceed to blood, bleed profusely all over whatever your preferred game mode map is, because I went like 1-17 that game. <laughs> yeah, it can definitely it be hard and it can be overwhelming at first. But look, when you switch that off, you go into the store, it pulls you up to a recommended build list. If you build things off that list, you'll be relatively safe. Those are the core items, right? So you can get away with, you get your boots out of there, you get, you know, a couple of those core items, and then, you know, maybe you you start venturing off into the other things. And, And sometimes, you know what? A good way to do it is to just kind of say, look, hey, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna build a crit guy this this guy i'm gonna play artemis i'm gonna build crit out the wazoo you know what play with it try different things you know maybe it's a meme 
Maybe it's just you out there learning a little bit more how it works, how much crit was enough and how much was like, all right, I didn't really need any more past that point. It didn't make it any better at that point, you know? So you start to get that feel for the game. Yeah. And crit hurt is hilarious. If you build crit hurt, it's fucking hilarious. It is. It's so much fun. (laughs) It's bad. It's the worst thing you'll ever do, but it's hilarious. (laughs) Like, it's just important in this game to learn how to build right because you can't rely on auto buy like all the time because i mean you got to learn how to play the game someday and learn how to counter things because when i didn't know how to do all that i could tell you that comparing that time to now it's much better i don't feed as much (laughs) yeah you you've definitely come along uh Along the way, that, that that's for sure. There's been uh, uh, I don't know. I've been that a proud re- papa many a time. Yeah, that remains to be that remains to be seen about the whole feeding us <laughs> thing. But uh, like, I don't even know how I ever managed to stay alive for like more than two minutes because I would always build the same thing no matter what, no matter what the team was like, and like so mm-hmm. I'd be building, I would like build crit for like an all team of guardians not really knowing how to counter build it because I just didn't think it really mattered. Just didn't I know. didn't know, you know? Yeah. I remember I, I remember what, what made you uh, well at least get good past that point was I said I had I kept hammering India. What's the number one rule in Smite? Don't die. And as soon as you started learning to not die and you were spying your own items, mm-hmm. you started to learn how to give the dirt naps rather than I remember it. the one game. I mean, I don't remember who I was playing with, but I remember this. We were playing with Yuki, and then he's like, "Why are you buying so much crit when there's gar- when there's so many guardians?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he's like, "What should you buy mm-hmm. when you're playing against a team with a lot of guardians?" And I'm just like, "Uh, I don't know because I didn't I didn't know that." Because that was, like, a long time ago. <laughs> that and was the conversation, you? minus me yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, he was a little bit louder. Uh, which is fine. Beagle is actually, you know, uh, you know, stepping and putting the dad hat on here, you know. She's actually told me that she appreciates, she appreciates when, when Yuki yells at her, apparently. is how I'm going to talk now. <laughs> she appreciates when Yuki yells at her because it keeps her in line and makes her better. And I'm like, Oh, okay, you know, talk about a proud papa mm-hmm. moment. I was pretty happy with that. You know, but uh, yeah, as I pro- apologize profusely because I feel like crap for yelling at her. Or <laughs> but I always I tell I you mean it's to, but fine it's how it comes because it, like if someone doesn't say anything, obviously I'm not going to stop doing wrong whatever I'm doing. <laughs> uh, on this week's podcast, Group Therapy, brought to you by an <laughs> asshole and the rest of the people he plays with. Oh, that was such a great statement there, Beagle. High five. Oh man, what's else on our plate tonight? We got raw, right? We hit some oh, raw. Yes. Yeah. Some of that so, dirt nap anyway, raw. Hey, before we jump over to raw, you know, just as always, you know, again, that was a broad overview. You know, we wanted to kind of give you some feel and just kind of, bro- uh, you know, brooch the subject here for a little bit. So, you know, feel free to hit us up, you know, on Twitter or on the Discord. We'd be more than happy to, you know, chit chat some more. You know, always willing to share information obviously we're doing a podcast right but you know we're looking to help people get better we want 
to get better. So, hey, let's work together, get better, and build a strong community, right? Yes. But speaking of our, this week's session of progression, we're going to talk about my boy Ra, who unfortunately is not going to get a tier 5 skin. Oh, bam, 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 bam. But we I voted Guardians. for him, but, you know, we all knew Ares was going to win that you match. You traitor. You dirty traitor. <laughs> yeah, so, we, all, we all know. But hey, start, look, it's raw. Seriously. We're going to jump into his lore a little bit. Um, There's a lot known about Ra, because he was so prominent as one of the the top deities in Egyptian mythology. So much so that we actually have his name in Sanskrit as well as Coptic. And Coptic is the commoner's language of Egypt. So everyone knows a lot about, like, you have the hieroglyphs. And that's sort of the official, formal, you know, looks good on paper kind of writing. But Coptic was the the day-to-day writing of the Egyptian people way back in, you know, ye olde times. So... You'll hear a lot of people who are Egyptologists and historians. Ra comes across as Rhea or uh, Ray, which is the most common other version of his name. So it's usually Ra or Ray, which is R-A or R-E. And that's what you're going to hear about him. But he serves a big role in all forms of the Egyptian society, as we understand it, was around for about 2,000 years. So there's a lot of change in there. He is the sun god for the Egyptian mythology. He's he's the father of pretty much all of the Egyptian gods or grandfather thereof. He was believed to rule in parts of the created world, sky, earth, and the underworld, associated with the falcon. That's why he has the falcon head. And most of the Egyptian gods and goddesses have an animal form and a human form with an animal head. And his was the falcon. In the New Kingdom, which is more closer, as I use a double negative, to when like Rome and Greece get involved and start to take over, he was known as Amun, and he's really interesting. He plays a lot. There's a lot known about him, and as a general overview, he was worshipped as the soul god in Egypt for a a couple hundred years. He's just everywhere. It's really cool we have him in Smite. I think actually did a very good job translating over his mythology to his kit, which isn't always 100% accurate. And he makes him pretty pretty awesome. His character models, I mean, that head, they did such a good a good job with the character model for the icon. Yeah. Uh, now, he is uh, by far one of my, my favorite Guys, obviously, I, he's my most played god. I almost have my first star with him. I think I still got a couple hundred followers to go, but getting there. And, uh, you know, I remember when I first started playing, I'm like, I don't like him. I don't like the way his abilities work. There's these straight lines, and then you got this, you know, healing circle that, you know, I wasn't, you know, too sure on, and then, you know, his, his two confused me, and like, I don't know, I just I didn't like him. But then, you know, started playing, started figuring out how to play the game, and came back to him, and I'll tell you, I, I fell in love, and yeah, well, it's been that way for a long time. He is 
hands down, just there's something about that all. You know what I mean? Yep. But there's... speaking of his abilities, what do we got here, Dan? You're such a dickhead. Ooh. Called out. Making, making Dan look at the abilities. He didn't see that one coming. You know I, I must have hit read, him with my so. divine light. It's almost like we don't plan this shit ahead of time. <laughs> we don't plan shit. Hey. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I didn't put an outline together for tonight's episode when I usually do. Okay, so the first ability here we have is Celestial Beam. Ra summons a moving, moving beam of intense light from the sky, doing damage to anyone caught under the beam. The damage scales from 95 to 335 plus 90% of your magical power. His two, Divine Light. Light starts to emanate from Ra, stacking a slow every 0.5 seconds on enemies near him, and twice as fast on enemies facing him. After two seconds, the light detonates, doing damage, applying another slow stack, and increasing the slow duration. Any enemies facing Ra at the time of the explosion are also blinded. The damage is 70 to 270 plus 55% magical power. The detonate lifetime is 3 seconds, and the slow per stack is 5%. So, run at people, and if they look at you, they, they get cancer. Sun cancer. Yeah, it's, it's a good slow. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, you know, the detonate time is 3 seconds. Every 0.5 seconds, they're getting 5% slow. And if we do some basic math there... That's a 30% slow. That is a 30% slow. But if you look, it stacks twice as fast on enemies facing them. Yep. So every 0.25 seconds, you could get a 60% slow off that with a good duration. Yes. That is very important note with that ability is, is paying attention to which way you're facing the raw. As raw though, that's good for chasing and or a defensive maneuver. I love that ability, actually. Now that I understand how it works, and we'll get a little bit more into it once we get through all of the, the abilities here and, and, and how to hit the combos and so forth, but that ability is high five. Speaking of his next ability, what we got there, Dan? Okay, next up we have Solar Blessing. Raw summons a pillar of blessed light. Allies inside the blessing have increased protections and are healed every second. Enemies are also damaged every second. <coughs> Fuck my life. Oh my god. <laughs> you good? No, I'm sick. And I've been sick all day. And I'm tired of it. <sighs> Get good. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I want that clip, the very beginning, before any other sound on the podcast, I just want her saying, Get good. Intro starts. <laughs> Get good. <laughs> Alright. Damage per tick is 20 to 68 plus 20% of your magical power. The protections scale from 10 to 30. The heal per tick is 10 to 50 plus 10% of your magical power, and its lifetime is 6 seconds. And can deal a shitload of damage if someone stays in it. Yes. Yeah. Don't fight a raw in his three. You silly, silly boy. Okay, his next ability is his ultimate, Searing Pain. Ra calls on the power of the sun to decimate his foes in an extreme blast of heat in front of him, doing damage to all enemies unlucky enough to find themselves in the path. 
The damage starts at 400 and scales the whole <laughs> way up to 700 plus 100% of your magical power. Yeah. Definitely yeah. uh, definitely one of the stronger alts in the game, especially because it has a fairly low cooldown, which is not shown here. Thanks, high res Good job. Well, they just, uh, they just nerfed it. Yeah, um, we talked about that a little last week in the patch note show. Correct. But overall, I mean, it's a, it's a 10 second nerf with... Typical forty percent cooldown, you know, six seconds. And it's not Plus Chronos five seconds. Yeah, it just, well, yeah, in a lot of it, cases. This this will this will just delete people. Anyway, it, oh, yeah, go ahead. It's just the damage landing that snipe feels so good. Uh, unlike a lot of mages that have come out since, he's got a big ult. But if you look at Thoth and Raijin, a lot of them have mobility. In the ult, raw is committed. You're yes. firing that in a straight line. You can't adjust it. You there. If you get it, God, you feel like the top of the world. If you miss it, you're like, yeah, it's a roll. But what about Ra's fifth ability? I mean, it's, I mean, it's passive. Well, it's a good thing they don't have five abilities, because that's all <laughs> my fingers. And I can barely <laughs> count that high. Uh, speed of light. Every time Ra uses an ability, his movement speed is increased. The movement speed is by 6%, the max stacks is 3, and the lifetime for that is 15 seconds. I basically just always use my 2 to keep this active during combat, just in case I feel like, uh, or not during combat, out of combat, just to make sure that it's always up, and your 2 is probably your least often used ability for anything other than saving your own ass and chasing someone down, so... Yeah, and it's that's and uh, three stacks. It's eighteen percent movement speed. That's a lot. That's, that's boots. More, I think that's more than. Yeah, that's that's another boots. If if you're if you really want to make people salty, and you like look at it like a shaman's ring for that little bit of bonus damage. Raw is so hard to get away from, especially if he procs that slow on you while you're running. Yes. So. If you if you don't mind here, I'm getting I'm like chomping at the bell. I, I just want to talk a little bit about my favorite god. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I'm just like all right. So raw. I don't even know where to start. I'm just like so excited right now to you know kind of kick this out here. But let's let's talk about his movement first. So that passive first off in most game modes before you leave the fountain, if there's no action close by, you got some some distance to travel. Fire off three abilities in the fountain, you know? No mana cost, you know? Get that 18%, fly out of the gates. It took me a long time to get that down. In many, many, many games of, you run out of the fountain, I'm like, I'm like, damn, why didn't I not cast my abilities? Why is my passive not up right now? But once you get that, that rhythm down, that is super important because things I love about Smite is mobility. And Rob brings that to the table from, you know, level three on, he's got boots available to him, right? You know, he's got 18% available to him pretty much at any time because his abilities are low cooldown abilities. And you can keep that thing up over 15 seconds, easy peasy, right? Just make sure that, you know, like Dan said, when you're out of combat, you know, I do, I, the, the two is actually often the one outside of the heel, maybe, that I will use to keep my passive up and keep things going, you know, down, down the right road. Again, you want to keep that, that, that puppy up. So, Yuki said it, with Ra, you tend to have to commit to what you're doing. You know, his, his one, his celestial beam is a great 
way to clear minions. But your enemy knows exactly where you're going to be to clear a line of minions. Because, well, you gotta get the lines matching up, right? So, again, that's where Ra's speed comes into play. So, I try to condition people. So, you know, I'll kind of always maybe do a left to right for the first couple passes. You know, alright, so I'm going to start from the left, I'm going to cross over, and as I hit that midpoint, that's when I'm going to throw that beam out. But then it's important to mix that up. You don't want to keep doing the same thing. You know, that's a general smite term, you know, or, or tip there. But, you know, with Raw, you gotta, you got to commit to using the, these abilities here. You know, with his one and his alt in particular. So, a lot of times, you know, outside of clearing minion ways, using your beam on your enemies. Have you ever watched a movie and someone's running away from something falling down, like a tall, narrow building or something, and they're running away from it instead of running to the side? That's raw. You get to throw the building at them. You know, this beam of light crashing down upon them. It can be one of the harder things to dodge because it looks like you got time. I got time to finish. Yeah, I could throw an ability and then move, right? No, not quite, you know? Or you know, they run away from it instead of, you know, off to the sides on it, which, you know, again, you know, whether you're playing for or against Ra, you know, hey, you know, think about that. Don't be the idiot in the movie running away from the beam that's faster than you. Okay? Get off to the side. So as Ra, Again, going back to one of the reasons I really like them is you have to anticipate a lot of times when you're using your one. Where are my enemies going to be in a couple moments from now? And that's where I want my beam to be going. Okay. But a better way is to use your two to slow that motherfucker down. And then you can get right up in his face and beam that fucker. <laughs> All right. I mean, Sorry to drop so many F-bombs, but yeah, you need to yeah, bring this shit in. Hell. I mean, this is a what, fucking what the podcast. What the heckin' frick? I mean, sorry, frickin'. Yes, frickin'. Yes, there we go. But seriously, you can drop that too. You can get in on people. People panic under his too. They're getting slowed down, all right? Especially if they're looking at you. We already said that. You know, that can go up to a 60% slow if they look at you the whole time, which ends in a blind for them. Now they they can't move. And they can't see what's happening either, right? And don't neglect the damage on that too. Do you know how many kills I secure with his two? Because I don't need to waste any more mana. I got my two up. I'm just cruising beside him like, hey man, how you doing? You look pretty low in health. Why are you getting so slow? Oh, I know why. Pop! (laughs) Bye! That that buff on the two a few months ago was was big for him. Mm. Yeah, I, I was happy. So, you know, using that too, uh, kind of as we progress down the chain here. So, obviously, it is a great offensive tool in that sense that, you know, you can use it to press the advantage on somebody. But it is your escape, all right? Ra doesn't have a great escape. It's his movement speed and the fact that he can slow you with his two, right? So, it's not a, I don't get to push the button and poof, I'm gone. I I got to work on my escape, which again goes back to reasons I like them. I like a good escape. Alright. So I try not to use that too offensively. 
because you got to, you know, again, going back to the whole power curve thing, you got to have a feel for what's going on in the game. You know, are you in a position where you might get ganked doing what you're doing? If so, you're not using that two to aggressively hit, hit your one, maybe. You know, if you don't got wards out, you don't know what's coming out of the jungle, you're saving that puppy to, to get out of dodge. All right. Another good thing with the two, though, not only does it partner up well with your one, it does great with your three. You get in on somebody that's fighting you or they want to come in and, you know, aggress onto you. You pop your two, you throw your three down, you're getting healed. Protections, they're getting damaged. They're getting slowed and stuck in it. That whole, you know, just, they're stuck there. And, you know, then you throw your one in and you're just dishing out a ton of damage in a case like that. So moving on to the three, the big thing with the three, it is a heal first. Okay. Damage is a secondary thing with his three. I, it, to play him properly, you need to be healing your allies. You need to be healing yourself. You need to be healing your minions. So when I use it aggressively, I'm using it aggressively where my minions or allies are fighting. Okay. Using it to heal there. But if you have an ally that's nearby that is not good on health, you best be throwing that for them and throw it somewhere safe. Okay. The front of the tower, not a safe place. Okay. Behind the tower, much better. Okay. Between the tower and the wall and that little nook, not a safe place. Back behind. Okay. Give your guys time to react and get away from anybody that says, you know, maybe I can get through that tower to get to them. And, you know, not be trapped in a corner either. So, you know, it is a heal first. But again, when you use it aggressively, use it in a place where you can be. You know, that again, Ra doesn't have a great escape. So, you want to be in that circle where it's at, or you want your tanks to be in that circle. You want your, you know, your team to be in where that's at. It's also great for when minions go under a tower, you pop that puppy right in there and heal those front minions. Mm-hmm. That does real, real nice for them. You know, definitely extends the lifetime of them in there and helps you with your tower siege. But last and least here are the abilities of my, I, you know, I, for a long time, I loved Agni's all as my most favorite in the game, but Raj slowly and surely over, overcame that. And I've had some great alts in my day, but trust me, have I whiffed the amount of times I've kicked a field goal? I don't have enough fingers, toes to count that many times, right? But again, as Yuki said earlier, you have to commit to this. So what I typically will call it with raw is I don't alt unless I got secondary targets. Okay. There are exceptions to the rule, obviously, but if I'm trying to get somebody and there's like nobody else around, I'm lining up so that I can at least kill some minions if I miss them. You know, try to get, you know, you get that pivot and you just kind of where, where can I, where can I get collateral damage with this? It's going to go through everything in its path, right? I've had some tremendous lines just come into focus. And if you hit it right and you're not splitting the uprights, you, you can get a lot. And it's, it's yeah, you know, it's just, you see these lines form. We had one in that Raw versus Raw game back that I 
uh, was start uh, you talked about in the beginning here. There was a moment I think I hit all five of the enemy team, four or five, and it was just like I was just about thinking about my alt because there was kind of a group forming, and as I start to hit it, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just like, ah, and this just there they did. It was just like they lined up for that split second that it came through, and or maybe and maybe the one guy was a little off kilter. My favorite, 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 favorite time I ever, ever altered with Ra. And my favorite other times that, that you know, come right in behind this one are the blind alts, right? Not knowing exactly where they're at on the other side of that wall. Did they run left or right? But this one time, I was playing Ra mid, and the enemy had a, a Loki jungle. That's kind of problematic for Ra. It, it, you know, you, your two works pretty solid with him, but at the same time, you're kind of squishy. He can go through you pretty quickly, right? So, he was playing pretty well. But I got off, I, I knew he was, it was kind of one of those times where I was kind of close to my tower, so he tried, but it was like, nah, you're not, you ain't got me, and I'm right under, uh, yep, I'm under my tower, right? And he went off into the jungle, and I'm like, he was kind of hurt. I'm like, yeah, I snuck up into the lane again, and like, let's see, he probably went here. And bam! Nailed that sucker for like 600 damage. Didn't get the kill, but uh, it, 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 it sent him back to back to base. Definitely, because he, he didn't have much of anything left. I was like, so disappointed. I'm like, he probably, you know, he's probably fighting the mid harpies, right? He's probably fighting them. And he's probably fighting them right over there. And, you know, and I had to go back and look at the replay. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did get him. It was great. <laughs> but, yeah. So, th there's, all right, I, I yammered on. I I know I probably glanced over stuff in my excitement. So, why don't one of you other yahoos here pick, pick it up the ball a little bit and, and pick up a one I missed? Uh, I think you covered the abilities pretty good. Counterplaying him is definitely a ranged thing. Uh, I personally, I understand his kit. I'm not good with him, probably from lack of playing, and also because all of his abilities, once you fire him off, that's it. He stalls for half a second when he fires his one, and then same with his ult. You're locked in place till you get done firing it. Uh, but counterplaying him is just you know paying attention, keeping your distance. You definitely don't want to necessarily engage him if you're an assassin, unless his kit's down. Because he's going to do a lot of damage right where you are. And that's not the place you want to be. So look for a hunter. Look for some CC from a support. And really pay attention to that heal. That 30 protections is not a lot. But it's also not a little bit. That's a fair bit. That's a that's some you know a mid-range uh, defense item. That's if he's not building a Sclepius to increase his heals. Never fight raw in his circle, and I think that that pretty much sums it up. I mean, just just pay attention, play into it, build anti heal, and uh, you know, don't don't chase after him. I learned that today. <laughs> Trying to chase down a raw, and you know, got solar flared into oblivion a couple of times. What about you, Dan? What 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 do we miss here on how to play raw? I mean, I don't think you really missed anything. I just uh. I, whenever I play Raw, I know I do one thing, and that's all often and all for as many people as I can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With as low as that cooldown is, 
even with the latest nerf, you want to, you want to alt. Don't, don't save it. It'll be back quick. Especially if you're building cooldown. Especially if you're building cooldown. All right. So how do you play against raw? Right. That's what's next. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we you, to... you kind of did talk a little bit yeah. about it. I'm sorry. I gave us. I gave distracted. Us... I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm getting old, you, you know? Sometimes I go over things twice. <laughs> I, I gave us an out there. Gave a smooth segue point. A smooth segue point. A smooth segue. So, so we're talking I think about we segways have, now, huh? Um, uh-oh. Two-wheeled... Man, my boss rides around on a segue. That's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, I think next up is our community section, but uh, we got a little... Uh, we got well, some feedback this week I well, think we were going to cover. On. You... Two weeks in a row, you're trying to skip sports, and right? Then he's not here. What's he gonna do? Email us the sports section. Maybe I don't know. Dicey, get your butt in here. And now the news with Channel Four. What's up, guys? Dicey Victory here. Uh, before we get into the SPL talk, let's uh, discuss how my weeks went. Just a hair. So I had a really rough set early in the week. Was losing on my victory defeat screen. You know, it shows about the last twelve games or so. Only had one victory. A lot of L's, a lot of red. Looked ugly. Thought it over in my head and said, "I'm just playing too too aggressive. Assuming my teammates are going to make every single play in my head, I'm making terrible misplays. Really did not play very well. Kind of." Analyzed that after looking at my defeat screen, seeing almost all L's. Said, okay, let's go for the safe plays. Let's start playing safer. Let's realize what I'm doing here. And that really helped me to uh, play a lot better. And after that, I definitely was winning more games than I lost. Getting into SPL this week, some general notes before we get into the individual games. Our boy Jean Cui is finally not banned. And he is available. They fixed all his bugs and whatnot with his new buffs. And he has been pay- being picked up in the solo lane and highly prioritized. Playing pretty well. Like his his tankiness and the damage he brings to team fight, even though he builds mostly tank, is pretty incredible. And his zoning with his alt is really good. Artemis and Chernobog, top hunters for sure. They're being have highly prioritized. I think healers are still highly prioritized too, usually. At least teams are at least having one, if not two. And in the duo lane, it seems like the early pressure gods like a Sylvanas are being highly prioritized over uh, more like a Geb that is more late game focused. If you can win that early game right now in this meta at the SPL level, it seems like you're, you have a better luck at winning the game. So let's get into NA. First, everyone, nobody, nobody got FP on this game. Let's just say that. Uh, CLG shock E United and defeat them 2-0. Chernobog uh, was a top pick uh, in game one, helped CLG win, and then he was banned very early in the early stages of game two. Uh, that was, I think, was the first game Chernobog was available. Space Station defeated LG. Moving forward, uh, so Baskin played Knox mid, played super well, and it was so entertaining. And uh, Keeg's mid had no shot in the mid lane. Like, Clearly didn't even know how to play against the Nox. Didn't know how much Nox, Nox's combo did and the ultimate did. They, it was a bad look for LG. 
against that Knox. Although Baskin makes people look pretty bad weekly. But this was particularly bad with a god that nobody sees much in Knox. So that was a lot of fun to watch, especially because I've been starting to play her more. So she's, uh, well, I'm not going to say I'm having fun playing here because I kind of feel bad saying that. So we're going to just move on. Uh, so Splice takes on Trifecta. This is mostly a race for third place, kind of a interesting game. Uh, there's not any land implications, but it was one of the best games, I think, of the week. All you need to really know is if you enjoy playing Hercules, go watch this game and watch Divio's both games. The team was behind, Splice was behind most of the games until they started team fighting and Divio's got in the middle of everything with his Hercules. He he could have 1v5 the entire game. Like, they could have disconnected all the rest of Splice. Divio still would have won that game for Splice 1v5. That I mean, he was just absolutely insane. Uh, so if you like high-end good Hercules play and you want to see some, check out Splice Trifecta. Then tri Trifecta and Splice later in the week tried their luck against NA's top teams. And again, they're not going to make land, but it was just interesting to see where things landed. Splice, again, had a really good week. They beat E United 2-0. There goes everybody's FP again. Nobody predicted that. Sorry, uh, Splice got beat up by E United. My bad. So they so Splice tried Hercules Jungle uh, with Sino and then tried Hades Solo with Divios, and it did not work. So again, sorry about that. E United got whooped, or whooped Splice pretty badly. Uh, kind of brought Splice back down to earth after they beat uh, their Trifecta rivals. Then, uh, this is where I was going with the upset, Trifecta surprises Space Station. And it really, both games were really close, but Trifecta pulled out on top uh, in those late game team fights and were able to pull out the victory. That was your su uh, other surprise of the week, other than the really big surprise of CLG beating United. So it looks like, uh, well, it's guaranteed that Space Station gaming it's going to be the two seed, and United is going to be the one seed in NA. So they're going to make the land. There's one week left. That won't matter, no matter what happens. So then we're going to meet, move on to EU. NRG took on Rival, the battle for first place. NRG took a really close set, a three-game set. Really, another game, another set that was really worth watching. Very fun to watch. Kalos for Rival. Support player played a really good Capri in game two and helped Rival to victory. Then in Game 3, NRG tried something that was really meta the first few weeks of Season 5, and that was bringing back Nuwa. So Yaman, Yaman played Nuwa, and they paired it with Adapting's Mercury. And like when you get Adapting on a hypercarry like Mercury, it's really scary. So I think in the future, as long well, I guess Mercury's getting a little bit of a nerf in his early game coming forward, but it looks like Rival... I should really try to get Ice Ice Baby on Mercury because adapting to Mercury is really scary, or maybe they should just ban it out. Next game we're talking about is Mouse takes on Dig. Mouse continues to look really, really solid team. They look like this new hunter, Spudio. He um, didn't die all set. He had 13 kills. I think second in that game was, or uh, in that set was maybe somebody with like eight kills. So he just absolutely dominant didn't even die in either game uh, which does which also is a shout out not only to Spudio but his uh, support counterpart Dardes but still like Mouse is doing so well so they beat Dig 
which basically eliminated Dignitas from land, uh, summer land contention, unless Rival really mess up in this last week looking forward. But NRG is locked in. Obey beats SK Gaming 2-0, as well as Rival beats SK Gaming 2-0. SK Gaming uh, just does not have the team fight down, the late game team fights down yet. If you watch the Rival game, SK, SK Rival game, it looked like Rival was beating, or it looked like SK game was beating Rival all game. They had, they were up maybe six, seven kills at one point. It just looked like they were playing so well. But you check the gold, you check the experience throughout that game. Rival kind of had it all game, even though they were losing the kills or getting the picks. But uh, I just, they're just not capitalizing on those picks. They're not getting the, they're not getting the picks that matter at the right times that you can go get a gold fury and that type of thing afterwards. Uh, so SK Gaming was getting some random picks, but they weren't pushing things. They weren't invading. They weren't able to capitalize on anything. So they're just getting picks to get picks, and that's not good enough in the SPL. Hopefully they can improve off some of this. I mean, they don't look absolutely horrible a lot of these games, but just not quite as, as good as the rest. And so now they're about 0-8, and, and it doesn't look like they're going to win a game, which is kind of sad. Uh, so Dig does keep their land hopes alive. Like I said, they do beat Obey 2-0 in a close but really entertaining set. I, I rapper played Circuit Support. He brought that back, which was a little bit meta early in the season too. So it's kind of interesting that there's a couple picks that haven't been played in a while that people are bringing back and they're realizing this is still really good. Although I rapper, you know, did lose Obey loss. Dignitas played pr pretty well in the set and they did get the victory. It they're they're competing with Rival to for that last EU spot. Obviously, in my opinion, Rival's going to get it. It's more likely that Rival gets it, but there is a chance a Rival fall and Dignitas get their victories, and it's a very sad situation for me as a Rival fan. Uh, hopefully that won't happen. But that's all I have for this week, guys. I'm going to send it back to... Yeah, community section. Yeah. So, as Yuki's saying here, we got some feedback this week. Well, we were asking for some feedback, and we got some, and... Yuki, did you want me to start, or did you want to start? Um, I'll start off here. I think this is probably the the bigger of the two issues, and that is we had in uh, Mister Andor, Mrs. Andor, gender unspecified, anonymous message us in. Uh, we sound we talk about randoms, and I know I decided to talk about this because I'm probably the most guilty of this, and that's sort of trash talking randoms. Trash talking the people that aren't grouped up with. And part of that is because, and I think the best preface for this is, we are definitely working on it. It's just listening as we talk. It's very obvious in this episode. We want to keep an eye on that because it's not good to talk shit about the people we play with, even if they're not in our group. Everyone's trying to have fun. I, I definitely want to say that we, 100% of the time, we never drop out. We never message and just shit talk somebody. Because everyone has... No, I actually literally would, like, real ground my kids if I caught any one of them shit talking somebody. Yeah. Um. So we... Wait, what? Like, real life grounding. You know, like, time out. Go in a corner for, like, three hours. Because you're, like, a teenager now. Yeah, swap beagle with the paper. Um, but, so... I definitely want to address this. I personally feel like I know I do a lot. I'm very pessimistic and not in the 
not in the, the mean way, but when I'm talking with the people that I'm used to playing with, I definitely sound like I'm some sort of unmitigated, let loose on the world asshole. And I'm and I'm really not. It just sounds that way because I'm very intense in the game. I, I do want to say when we talk about our games of the week, which is where this comes up, we talk about and then our we'll be like, oh, our randoms fed their brains out and bashed their skulls against the tower until we lost the game. And that's not necessarily when I say and I know this is a is a, in talking about it in the games of the week section, it comes across this way. And I don't mean it to. And so that's why we're explaining this is that when I say a random fed their brains out, that doesn't mean they're a bad player. That doesn't mean I think badly of them. But man, that could be team comp. That can be that can be you could just be having a bad day. I've fed in in the context of the games of the week. It's it's it, what we're exp- what we're talking about there is very much a summary of highlights. These hot moments. A lot of these moments come in. It's like ah oh, man, this sweet triple kill and we won, man. But I was like five and twelve. I got all I got that pentakill and that was like it. So I don't want to make it sound like we're trying to brag, and we're not. We're just excited about these plays, and context plays a lot into that. But we're definitely going to try and pay attention to how we're saying and what we're saying, so it doesn't come across like we're bragging. Yeah. I know, I know where I stand in the game. I think we all do. Do we want to get better? Sure. Are we working on it? Definitely. But everybody plays off, and and I do apologize that we come across as bragging. It's it's not the idea. We're just trying to give you a quick overview of these really cool plays, and we lose a lot of the context of those matches. Yeah, and we, I know we made... um, just one thing to throw out there, too, mm-hmm. along these lines, is <clears throat> sometimes it, it, it's just the frustration yeah. of playing with someone that you can't communicate with. That's Whether that they're playing, they could be playing great, and I could be pissed off at them just because they're not playing the way Yuki plays when he plays a mage and on my team, you know? So sometimes it, it just goes along that line and it's frustrating for us because we are accustomed to having three or more people in our group. Because, you know, if anything, I mean, you know, Dan Beagle and I tend to play together. All right, well, there's three of us. Add in Yuki and Dicey. We're, all right, we're already at a five man. Plus, you know, there's a lot of other people that we, you know, play with. You know, so typically the chances of our group being full is high. But what that does is that exasperates our moments when we are playing with people that we are not in communications with. And it can be a little bit more frustrating for us. And then, you know, we're venting a little bit when we're talking about these games because, you know, that was a frustrating moment for us. And we're talking about the highlights and the lowlights. And, you know, that's one of the lowlights is that frustration moment of, oh, that rando, I just, you know, we weren't on the same page. And, you know, there are times where I'm, I, you know, I know I'm, I'm guilty of it, you know, complaining about a rando. And then I sit back and think, yeah, but I was the one that was actually playing like an idiot, dumbass, you know, and, uh, but I, again, I will never bemoan anybody. And, you know, if anything, I, I will send a message and, and, hey, do you want some tips? You know, because I got some tips I would offer to you, you know, in, in a constructive way if you want to talk about it, you know. And if not, I don't care. You know, I'll move on. I'm just going to go play another game. But I'm willing to sacrifice my time to, you know, to help out, you know, if someone's willing. Because, hey, I've been in that spot. I've had people reach out to me. And, and that was an awesome experience, you know, to help me get playing in the game. 
better. I think I talked about that before. In particular, it was when I was playing Baka for the first time uh, in, in Conquest, you know, and the guy reached out to me, you know, in the match and like, hey, here's some quick tips, you know, I, I see you're doing this. I play this guy all the time, but try this. And <laughs> all right, that really helped and helped the game out, you know, so, hey, I'm never opposed to giving tips, but, you know, sometimes, like I said, it's just that that frustration factor of not being able to communicate when we're so used to being able to do it. So I do apologize, uh, you know, for our venting and or lack of using proper phrasing to express ourselves. Yeah. But hey, we really appreciate the feedback. It was something that we had felt and were discussing to some extent already. But I really appreciate that. Hey, we asked for advice and you gave us good, honest feedback. So. Mr. Anonymous, Mrs. Anonymous, thank you. Gen- Gender non specific anonymous. However you identify <laughs> anonymous. Thank but, you. Yeah. And 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 with this, we're definitely gonna try and we started with this episode because this is when we had the feedback and recorded. I personally and everyone did it here very well, I I think. Um you have to let us know. We're gonna try to give a little more context to the play or the situation in the match so that there maybe there's there's some context to like I fed my brains out the rest of the game, but this was a hot play. We're gonna to try to put that, give that context that makes it not seem like like oh I'm the best. Guy. I'm a look. I'm like a fucking mid gold in rank conquest. I don't solo queue because one I I like playing with people. So like I'm like oh no one else is on smite. I'll go watch TV or something. And that's part of it. But a big part of it is is I'm not comfortable solo queuing. Because I rarely do good, and it's not like, oh, I rarely win in solo queue. It's, I rarely play well. And that's something I have to work on, so that's why I don't solo queue. And that happens. I know that, I know for a fact, I've gotten messages, you can feel it, you can spidey sense it, when people are going, when I'm that fucking trash random. And that happens, and I'm sorry if that comes across as us calling out the people, that's not the intention. So and then uh we have another But you are bit a pretty feedback. trash random, Yuki, just saying. Oh, I'm a totally trash random, yeah. It's <laughs> what can you do? We had another feedback, yeah. Yeah, uh the other one here, uh from Fro Double G. Uh he had chimed in to uh mellow out with uh you know the pet noises. And and I do apologize for that. In in all honesty, we we, we, we added out a ton of pet noises because our animals are, you know, well, a lot of us have them, and you know, can't tell them, "Hey, it's podcast time. You gotta be quiet." So we do try to filter them out the most. So the last two episodes, I, I do apologize. We had uh, when we had Verbus Gaming on. You know, it was kind of funny the way Cam's cat, you know, kind of you know, it interrupted his introduction there, which made us laugh. And then my cat, towards the end, decided to come in, you know, with her cute little meow purring and and whatnot. So. But I know last episode with the dogs, it, it probably didn't come across as funny after the editing. <laughs> but for, to us, it was one of those hilarious moments where, you know, Dicey's wrapping up sports and the dogs start to bark. <laughs> and then they stop. And he starts to talk and they start to bark. He stops. They stop. He starts. They, there was like 15 seconds. We're just sitting there quiet. Yeah. And then it Dicey, happened like six times. Dicey's like, I was rival. Dying. Burp. so i apologize if i did not edit those sound levels down to appropriate levels because first day that you know he does wear headphones to listen and it was a little much at times so 
I will keep that in mind definitely, you know, for feedback. I do look for those moments and, and I, I must have missed the, the peaking of the sound with that one. So I will try to keep a better eye out for that and definitely uh keep the, the there's uh the four legged creatures silenced. But anyway, what else we got going on in the community section? What was our topic last week? Ah, road Daggle. trip. Ooh, the road trip. That's right. Someone took my idea. That was a terrible thing to do. All right, Beagle. You are you ready to rumble the community section? No, <laughs> because I'm looking at the answers right now. It's just wow. <laughs> well, let's let Yuki take the first one because I'm assuming that's who took his answer. Oh God. So the question the question was uh if you could go on a road trip with one god, who would it be? Where are you going and why? Dark Daddy Daddy Dark Aura coming in, my man, Afro Parasex, boom. Mic drop. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, New Zealand, I mean Afro in the the Hobbit Village. Different story, different time, different ESRB rating. Most um, definitely. Yeah, Vio, the heckin' fricker, uh, I'd head off to some mountains somewhere with my boy Uller. He'd teach me how to ski and do that ski shooting sport thing with a bow. Ba-ching! I love the little guy with the bow. <laughs> the That's ski so shooting. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> little arrow uh, flying across, too. Yeah. It's a, and we could hunt our own breakfast, lunch, and dinner, roughing it up all wilderness-like, trading stories around a bonfire at night, Fletching some more arrows for the next day's hunt. Be good times. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Fro chimed why, in. Why Yuki's still reading. Yep. Fro, uh, Fro Double G chimed in. I'm going with Loki to bang your mom. Actual answer. Loki, I apologize for you banging my mom. You can seek counseling afterwards. I've set up a fund for such things. It's an unfortunate circumstance of life. Yeah, you know, a few people have used that <laughs> against me in my life. I just looked at them and said, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I don't know. I don't know if you're trying to insult me, but <laughs> you just, you, you done hurting yourself. <laughs> There's a cream for that. Volpix, Volpix's road trip is uh, I'd take Bacchus because he'd definitely bring the booze and doesn't matter where we go because we'll probably be so piss face drunk we won't remember. Much like tonight's recording. <laughs> what's up gamers <laughs> just shouting back at bro or uh, at fro double g because that was some funny shit and his answer he follows up with i'm going with Giannis on an excellent adventure through space and time to ace my history report Total. high five on the <laughs> bill and ted's reference high uh, five yeah definitely that's a good one i tried to follow it up ghoster 786 cerberus because he's a good puppy and you know a dog sitting passenger seat jeep Ragtop down, cruising through the desert. I can see it. All, I got all, you. All three heads hanging out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the drool. The drool. Oh, man. Uh, I, w- I would love Paslin the bicyclers. <laughs> get that. Get the drool flopping in the wind there. Yep. Mr. Neb, <laughs> me and Erlong Shen would be going to the pet store because his dog has been a good boy and deserves a treat. Oh, oh. bastard. <laughs> Sure uh, Navia rounding out the uh, questions from the com- or the answers in the community. Going to hang out with my boy Hebro, and of course we mean she means Hebro at the beach and talk about 
and talk about nachos while he teaches me how to serve. Ooh, they sound good right Yo, now. Yo, I want some nachos. Dad, can you go to the store and give me some yeah, nachos? Yeah, go buy me some nachos. Thanks, thanks, Nev. Thanks. Come on, please. Dad, I'm actually serious. <laughs> like, please. Yeah. She She's not kidding right now. She is I heard serious. Yes. I heard yes. I am not going to hear yes. the end of it tonight. I heard yes. Dad, you said the words yes. Go. go. You're anyway, going after. Let's, let's talk about our answers. So, uh, um, Nikki there, you know, what's up, gamers, actually did kind of steal my answer a little bit because I would say Giannis too, man. I'll tell you what. We would be going on a road trip through time. I mean... I'd want to go back, see who who fucking built the pyramids. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe even meet Ra while I'm back there. Even better. You know what I mean? That'd be hard. That's also a long, long talk about Ra. I don't care. I, <laughs> but I, I, I'm no, I'm down, dude. <laughs> Huge history buff. So I'd be like, let's stop at every major important part of history and never make it back home. My answer, and this has more to do with the fact that uh, I got a Scion XP. It's a little toaster car. I love it. I'm also used to start car audios as an earlier job, so I got a crazy system in there. Love music, played in band, drummer, done all the good shit for it. I'd love to have Mini Metal Jingwei, because there's a band out of Japan. It's a pop idol Japanese band called uh, Baby Metal, and just think of like just the hardest, crunchiest metal you can think of, and then just J-pop singing over it. It's the craziest thing ever. It's a lot of fun to listen to. And she's got the look. It'd be awesome. I'm seriously, seriously wonder if somebody at over at High Res listened to Baby Metal and knew about them because the skin is so dead on for their costumes. It'd just be a fun time just head banging down the highway. Stereo just blaring at like 120 decibels. I mean, just permanent hearing damage all the way. What about you, Dan? You know, I, I've thought about it a lot and I... You know, I I feel like uh, my decision is actually kind of interesting. <laughs> Bored. Um, <laughs> I think I would choose Ardio. That is interesting. Oh. Because that one? because who the fuck wouldn't want to ride a bear into battle? I mean, dude. <laughs> okay, Vladimir Putin. I mean, that's just like all <laughs> I can think of right now is charging in on Ardio. And then, like, I jump off, kick someone in the face, transforms. Ooh. What the? Are you, are you, like, road tripping through fucking Mad Max? Dude, I'm like, yeah, dude. Hell yeah, I'm road tripping <laughs> through, like, <Fallout>. You know, <laughs> and and we all know it's going to be the fucking teddy bear plushie audio. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, it is. And you bet we gone cuddle. Gone through fantasy I'm, land. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm just saying. I can't. Dan, I can't have this conversation with I'm you just right saying. now. Dude. She's cute. <laughs> oh. Alright. Well anyway. <laughs> moving on. Beagle Girl, wrap us up here. Who who's your road trip partner? I had an answer last week that was like so freaking good. But now I can't remember and it's bugging the crap out of me. Like I'm scrolling scrolling through like, the gods, just to see if I can remember, and it's really annoying that I can't. But, since... I know, it's Hoombots, because the answer's a no. monkey on her back. If I, I mean, I guess, probably, <laughs> I would say probably, uh, dude, 
I don't know, like... Oh, I got this. She'd take Zong Quay, because then she could live the fantasy of hunting ghosts like Sam and Dean Winchester. You know oh, what? There you go. That's I was going to go, too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's my that answer. Works. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, Yuki, I, I was literally about to go... Uh, I wasn't, you know, going to go the Zong Zhong route there, but I was definitely going the Sam and Dean route. <laughs> Beat me this to month, it. Bro, this month's episode, or this week's episode of Split Push Podcast brought to you by a lawsuit. What can I say? I love Supernatural. I'm sorry. Uh, My life. Anyway. <laughs> all right. The, hey, there any other thing? Uh, no, no. That That's uh, that's pretty much all for the community section outside of whatever idea we came up with for next week. I think I I think I came up with one that it's not like anything we've done. It's not specifically Smite related, but I think it'll be good to help communicate a little bit, you know, because there's people that out there that know us and have played with us or have interacted with us through like Defend Middle Lane's podcast. But I think it'd be interesting yeah. to see what questions the community has for us, you know, just AMA, throw some questions yeah. out there. Open mic. Open I mean, mic I'll, I'll, I'll tell you everything at 20 cents an hour. Well, what? This is... This is what episode? I've lost track. This is episode 10 right now, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're 10 episodes in. What do you guys want to know? You know, hey, Spotlight is on you. It is an open floor, open mic. Hit us up, and we'll see what we can do. So, hey, uh, well, that's our community section. Open mic next week. So, let's... uh, Let's get things wrapping up here. So, Beagle, how can people get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at Beagle underscore girl 27. Send me a message. Let me know you're from the podcast. Or you can hit me up on PlayStation at Beagle underscore girl 2780. Send me a message. Let me know you're from the podcast and we'll talk. High five. Yuki? You can get a hold of me at YukiGaming22 on Twitter. Uh, Send me shit. I just posted something, or sorry, replied to a post. Apparently, uh, the Xbox One is getting mouse and keyboard support, so I'm sorry for anyone using a controller. Uh, you can get a hold of me on the PlayStation by looking up Ryukotsei underscore Yuki. Send me an invite, play, yell at me. I don't really care. Careful. He could be your random feeder. I probably will be, yes. And Dan, how can people get a hold of you? People can get a hold of me at Split Push Podcast on Twitter with no A. And also, uh, they can find me on PSN at DirtXNapXDan. And then when it comes to good old DirtNap Dad here, well, hey, and you know, also we got Dicey. He's at DiceyVictory on Twitter. DiceyVictory in, in, uh, on the PS4 there as well. Myself, you can catch me at Dirt underscore naps underscore dad both on the ps4 and twitter also we do have an email uh if you don't have a way if you don't want to go into the discord or whatever you can email us at community at splitpushpodcast.com and we got the discord that is pinned at the top of my twitter you can find it there you can join up we've got a giveaway going on in there matter of fact hey let's not forget about that we're wrapping up our Twitter one, but the Discord one should still have a few days left in it if you listen to this right away when we release it. 
And that is for the Karen? Crystal Colossus Ymir in the oh, Discord. So sick. Dude, and I yes, want that spell. Who had that last night? Guy? That looked pretty awesome yep. and, and match. So high five on that. <laughs> All right. But hey, look, we keep getting off track in our closing out. So, ah, <laughs> uh, hey, adios, muchachos, right? When it comes to dirt naps, you got to give them before you take them. And when all else fails, we split, split push. push.